Bay's Electric Studios. From the first step to the final phase, industrial and commercial electrical done right. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw? R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Find them online at rbcarcompany.com. And we're live streaming at rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Please hit that subscribe button. All right, let's let's dive into this. This is interesting. Don't you do sports uh, for the mornings? Have you been covering what's been happening in the NFL? With the players and the coaches and stuff like that? Crazy stuff, right? So the Vikings coach, Rick uh, Dennison, has left the team after refusing to get vaccinated. Oh, you didn't hear that one? Okay. Um, Yeah, so um, he is was the offensive line coach? Yeah. So he's, yeah, he wouldn't do it. He said he wasn't going to be forced to get the vaccine. There's several players who are refusing to do it, too. They're not going to get fined by the NFL. Uh, But the the coach, Rick Dennison, again, offensive line coach, uh, left the team after refusing to get the vaccine, according to Minnesota. So he's he's gone. He's now left. And as training camps and things like that are getting going, um, they have started to do something that is familiar to history buffs, and that is vaccinated players have one color wristband and unvaccinated players have a different color. You didn't know this one either? Josh is looking at me. <laughs> Unvaccinated Steelers and Buccaneers players wear yellow wristbands. Hey, who else is forced to wear yellow? Remind me. Oh, that's that's right. The Jews. The Jews were forced to yellow uh, wear yellow bands. All right. Unvaccinated Steelers and Buccaneers players wear yellow wristbands. That's how the two early uh, two early reporting NFL teams are segregating their players. The NFL mandated in mid-July that teams develop a way to identify their vaccinated and unvaccinated players. Uh, Color-coded wristbands were one of the ways that the league suggested teams go about doing that, and it appears that the Steelers and the defending champs have followed that advice. Now, for the record, I I realize that I'm making a reference to the Holocaust, but no, this is obviously not equivalent to the Holocaust. So a couple of you are going to get upset about it. Just relax. I'm just highlighting the historical comparisons here. According to Pro Football Talk, Steelers running back and first-round draft pick Najee Harris is among those unvaccinated. Uh, and this is another thing that it does. Not only does it turn the team against each other, it creates angst in the locker room, but this allows the reporters to instantly identify and harass every single player who's not vaccinated. Everybody. This allows them to be targets on social media for fans and everything else. Players who have not been vaccinated will face severe restrictions on their interactions with their team. Chiefly unvaccinated players will have to attend meetings by Zoom and will be subject to other limitations on interactions with coaches and players. So, are they going to be able to actually play and practice? Now, if they're allowed to play and practice, because this is, let's just go into some of the silly stuff that we've seen in public schools. So you had, um, I was listening to some conversations about this the other day um, at an event that I was at. They were talking about um, some of their kids who ran track. And as you were running track, you had to wear the mask. You get up to the start point, right? Um, but then you could take your mask off when you were going to run your, your lap. But 
you're breathing all over everybody right around you as you're running and you're huffing and puffing and breathing and spitting and all of that stuff. So what good does wearing the mask while you're walking around before you actually do your, your heat? What good is that? How does that protect anybody? The answer is it doesn't. Just like we were talking about the, uh, the school that had the wrestlers, wrestlers had to wear a mask until you actually wrestled the match, then you could take the mask off. What logic does that make? And that's, here's the thing. People who think that's okay think you're crazy for pointing out that that doesn't work. If you're going to wrestle somebody, it doesn't make any sense to have a mask on if you're just going to take it off and you guys are going to be in each other's face breathing all over each other while you wrestle in close proximity. Maybe some people don't know what wrestling is. I don't know. But it doesn't make any sense. But this is the type of stuff that was consistently happening. So I'm I'm forced to, to ask this question now. If the players have to attend meetings with Zoom, are they not allowed to be on the field and practice with other players from the team? Or are they allowed to practice with other players on the team, but they just can't go to the meeting? So you're allowed to breathe all over each other when you're exercising and you're huffing and puffing and spitting, but you're not allowed to hang out with each other when you're cool and calm and not hyperventilating. Mm, that makes sense. Totally, right? <clears throat> Next, the White House is still refusing. We talked about this last week. The White House is still refusing to disclose how many breakthrough cases of COVID they've had among fully vaccinated staff. They're not telling anybody anything. And again, as I highlighted and I uploaded a video about this today, as I highlighted last week, if this were the Trump administration, the U.S. media would be furious right now. There would be impeachment documents drawn up about how they were jeopardizing the health and welfare of people in Capitol Hill by not telling anybody who had a breakthrough vac uh, virus infection after being fully vaccinated, how many people it was, and that sort of thing. But the White House is, yeah, we're, they're just refusing to do it. And the news media is like, eh, they don't care. The news media is not at all focused on this story. You should be getting the information. What is the point? There's only one point to hiding how many breakthrough cases you've had at the White House, and that is politics. Pure and simple. That is politics. So they are refusing to do that. France, in the meanwhile, we got a new report out. Now, France actually warned the United States in 2015 about the Wuhan lab uh, that it helped build. France helped build that lab, FYI. And this is um, all according to a former COVID-19 investigator. In 2015, French intelligence officials warned the U.S. State Department that China was cutting back on agreed collaboration at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, according to a former State Department official. France provided the lab's design, much of its technology and biosafety training, uh, the French government and public and private French scientific organizations gave their support uh, to constructing the lab. The prime minister of France said in the lab's accreditation ceremony back in February 2017. Now, we have told you that several years ago, the international investigators who went to Wuhan, they came out and they wrote a report and they actually listed the Wuhan lab as highly likely for some kind of a contagion to get out. And that's long before the pandemic now. So we've all highlighted this from the very beginning of the pandemic. This is just another layer on that. I also like to remind everybody that um, it was the left that went out there and told you not to focus on the vaccine while we got vaccine chic happening right now. And and I don't have anything against the vaccines. My, my goal is to give you information that nobody's given you about it, just so you can make the best decision for you and your health and your family's health. Um, but you remember when MSNBC's Chris Hayes was out there talking about how it was foolish for Trump to, quote, be obsessed to focus on the vaccine because it was nuts and it was immaterial 
to the pandemic and the short-term challenges with the pandemic. And now everybody is going nuts over the vaccine. So when Trump was developing the vaccine, the vaccine was going to kill you. The vaccine couldn't be trusted. Right, Kamala? Right, Joe Biden? Couldn't be trusted. The news media, leftist news media personalities were going out there and telling you the vax, focusing on the vaccine was stupid. It was a waste of time. And then the vaccines get done in the time frame that Trump said they could be done. While the news media said it was impossible to get it done in that time frame, it got done in the time frame that he set out. And now all of those people who are critical of the vaccine and telling you not to trust the vaccine because Trump was responsible for it, those people are now pushing everybody, including people inside the womb still, to get the vaccine. Interesting stuff, right? St. Louis, because of the Delta variant. St. Louis, uh, I believe, has become the first city to require masks indoors again, regardless of vaccination status, according to the Attorney General. Uh, so uh, St. Louis, Missouri, is is uh, and St. Louis County. Anybody there, doesn't matter how old you are, five years old and up, will have to wear masks indoors um, again. And so I think they're the first city that, that actually did that. I also ran into another story here that I want to address because, you know, people are trying to dunk on, on this guy. And I've already highlighted many times on this show, dunking on anybody for getting COVID is a really stupid thing to do. And every time somebody who maybe doesn't buy into the hype of COVID or something like that ends up getting COVID, you get a mountain of articles from leftists in the media making fun of that person and everything else. They never write those articles about the doctors who promoted the vaccine and promoted wearing masks, getting COVID and dying. They never write those same articles. They'll make fun of Herman Cain dying, but they won't write any articles about nurses or doctors or mask proponents getting getting COVID and dying. They never do. And for the record, I think it's disgusting to do it either way. But if we were to spend as much time as they do running around and highlighting people who followed all of their rules, all of their logic, and still got COVID, and then continued to highlight those who died of COVID, they would lose their minds. It would be insensitive, it would be wrong, but we would also have a heck of a lot more people. Because the factual reality is, ladies and gentlemen, most people who died from COVID wore masks in the exact fashion that they were instructed to wear them. They abided by the vast majority of the rules that they were given with the guidance and that's how most people died. I'm not blaming the masks for that. I'm not blaming them for following the guidance. But the reality of the situation is far more Americans have died following the recommendations from health experts than have not. And that has been the case. We went over that data, and CDC's own data. Vast majority of the people who died from COVID wore a mask according to the guidelines. And that's when they were telling you the masks were the end-all be-all and there wasn't a vaccine available for everybody yet. So if you were to devote your time making fun of everybody who got COVID, who abided by all of the rules and regulations and advice that public health officials were doing, you could be doing this a lot more than they could. So why is it that every leftist media outlet has devoted over the weekend to attacking a Republican congressman who now has COVID again? I'm going to go over this story because there's some critical parts of the story that are being completely ignored and part of the reason that this is happening is because, frankly, this congressman is one of those people that that shouldn't be running around saying the things that he's saying because he was guessing on stuff. And we don't even know if he actually had COVID. We'll talk about that coming up. 95.3 MNC. I'm Brooklyn Beatty. I'm John Zimney. Details on that. And the National Weather Service making big changes to their severe thunderstorm warnings. First thing Tuesday morning on 95.3 MNC. 
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Again, live streaming right now, rumble.com slash Casey, the host, if you want to watch a video of this show. I want to talk about this Republican congressman who thought he had natural immunity and got COVID a second time. And, of course, the quote that they're attributing to him every single time is, this episode is far more challenging. And what we've seen, Representative Clay Higgins is a Republican from Louisiana. He's gone out. He's basically said, I've got COVID again for a second time. And everybody is dunking on him now. Oh, he thought he had natural immunity and everything else. Just so you know, the latest research on natural immunity is that if you have previously had COVID, you have 700 times more immunity than any fully vaccinated person. There's going to be breakthrough cases with vaccines. There's going to be breakthrough cases with those who have previously had COVID. We have known this from the very beginning when South Korea was telling us people who previously had COVID are getting COVID again. Now, the second time that they get COVID, they have much milder symptoms. We also went over last week, and I published a video on this one today as well, where the Wall Street Journal published a lie, an editorial that said if you previously had COVID, you're now more susceptible to the Delta variant of COVID. That is not true. An immunologist was demanding that they retract that. But I digress. So Representative Clay Higgins, Republican of Louisiana, revealed that he has contracted COVID-19 for a second time in a statement referring to the virus as a biological attack from the Chinese government. Okay, I have COVID. Becca has COVID. My son has COVID, he said, uh, referring to his wife. Becca and I had COVID before early on in January of 2020. Remember that, please. Before the world really knew what it was. So this is our second experience with the CCP biological attack weaponized virus. And this episode is far more challenging. It has required all of my devoted energy. All right. Can I just ask a couple of questions here? How does he know he had COVID back in January of 2020? We didn't have any tests back then. Is it? Is it possible he had an uh, had a uh, you know one of the one of the antibody tests? I, I suppose, but how does he actually know that he had COVID? How does he know what he experienced in January 2020 was COVID? We all know I've been walking around thinking that I may have may have had COVID previously because I had something in February of 2020 before the pandemic hit. I was at home when the state went on lockdown. We didn't know for sure. I was crystal clear with everybody. My doctor at the time said that my symptoms didn't seem to match with COVID. As time evolved, my symptoms did seem to match with COVID. So we still weren't sure. I was going to get an antibody test before I came back to work full time. And guess what? I got COVID. So I guess I didn't have it in February of 2020. Now, where I I was pretty careful telling people, I'm not sure if I did or not. I have to confirm it. A lot of people run around and go, I had it back then. And when you ask them, are you sure? Oh, I'm, I'm sure. It's, it's the same symptoms. Well, the symptoms are the same as any other illness. So you don't know for sure if you had COVID. Now, my assumption is that Congressman Higgins falls into that camp of people who think that they had COVID but didn't actually have it. So he probably didn't have it in January of 2020, and now he's got it. But he is a congressman, which means he was probably fully vaccinated. That would be my guess. Now, he claims he had natural immunity, um, but... Who knows? So he's got it again, considering that all over the world globally, if you get COVID a second time, it is minor 
And the fact that his experience is more severe would seem to suggest that he didn't actually have COVID in January of 2020. And I find it highly suspect that he would have possibly known that he had it back in January of 2020 because we didn't have any tests back then. Oh, by the way, more on the PCR test a little bit later on in the show. So now you've got Fauci. Fauci is out there and he says the unvaccinated are pushing the U.S. in the wrong direction. How does he know that? Let's go over a couple of things that might challenge that, shall we? Number one, liberal summer havens of Cape Cod and Martha's Vineyard are COVID-19 hotspots. Okay. Are the elite liberals who are going to Martha's Vineyard and Cape Cod, are they not vaccinated? Um, I'm just asking. This goes back to when we had all of those hot spots in the country. Remember, remember, COVID was going to wipe out Trump supporters and Republicans because they were the ones who wouldn't listen to the science and Democrats were going to be just fine. Remember that? Where were all of the COVID hot spots in the country? Every single one of them were in a blue area. Every one. Some people attributed that to population density, maybe, but it shouldn't have mattered if the masks and social distancing and things like that were working the way that they were telling you they were working. So now, Fauci says the unvaccinated people are are leading the country in the wrong direction. Then why are liberal hotspots for elite wealthy liberals, why are they hotspots for COVID? Why is that? Oh, here's here's something else that I would like to throw out there. Um, <clears throat> Massachusetts, 69% of affected people are fully vaccinated. Well, that's, that's interesting. This is, this is a cluster of people who are in Provincetown and they're finding that the vast majority over 60, well, 69% of the people in Provincetown, Massachusetts who have COVID are fully vaccinated people. In Israel, the number went from 40% to 50% of people who have COVID now are fully vaccinated people. In the UK, over 60% of those who have COVID are fully vaccinated people. And the UK uses a different vaccine than we do. But Israel uses Pfizer. So how does he know unvaccinated people are actually driving this when we've got several states? Remember, New Jersey last week ended up showing that nearly half of the people who are who had the Delta variant, the new infections, were fully vaccinated so we don't actually know who's driving infections here the likelihood is that it's just a a more efficient virus than what we've been dealing with previously that's what it is but you know nothing stops them from going out there and just blaming all of all the people who are not vaccinated out there i mean why not you can get away with it anytime there's research that counteracts that it just gets it just gets depublished gets retracted even though the scientists themselves are saying that there's Nothing wrong with their methodology or their solution or their uh, conclusions. Just something to throw out there. How does he know that it's unvaccinated people when we have a lot of data that seems to suggest in a lot of parts of this country, most of the new infections are fully vaccinated people? And how many of the people who are fully vaccinated who are getting Delta, how many of them had the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, which we now know is not effective? More coming up. The final phase electric studios. From the first step to the final phase, industrial and commercial electrical done right. This is Casey Hendrickson.
Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to clarify something from the last segment. I thought that I had it right, went in there, was looking at him like, is this just for Provincetown, Massachusetts? No, I was, a right, init- I was right initially. They were talking about Provincetown like leading the charge in Massachusetts uh, with, with a number of new cases. But I want you to listen to this. This is from MSN. Okay, so this is Microsoft News, right? 71% of cases among Massachusetts residents were found to be symptomatic. 69% of the people affected with COVID now are fully vaccinated. So in Massachusetts, 69% of the people who have COVID right now are fully vaccinated people. So once again... Considering that, considering the research coming out of the Israeli government, considering what is happening in the UK and considering what's happening in New Jersey from the data that we have, Dr. Fauci can't with any scientific certainty at all go out there and tell you unvaccinated people are moving the country in the wrong direction because we don't have any data. I watched this thing the other day over the, you know, it was a, it was a YouTube thing, but it was a news story. 99% of new COVID cases are unvaccinated people. That's not true. That data, I looked for it. It doesn't exist. Where did they come up with that? The news is just editorializing at this point in time. It doesn't exist. We don't have that data set. It does not exist. The few places that have actually looked at this have found anywhere between like 35 and now up to 69% of the population that has COVID are people who are fully vaccinated. We don't know what vaccine they've had. And I think that's important because last week, for those of you who haven't heard, last week a study came out that said the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is 0% effective against COVID. doesn't work. So they're actually recommending that people who have had the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, if you want to be vaccinated, they want you to get another shot from one of the other vaccines or a second Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which, again, it's, you know, I'm not a doctor. I can't recommend this, but it's like, Where do you go from zero? Usually there's a slight increase in what kind of effectiveness it is when you get a second dose. But if your first dose was zero to three percent, what is your second dose going to do for you? Might be wise to go get Pfizer or Moderna. I'm just saying it it may be a wise decision. Um, And Johnson and Johnson now they're talking about having a booster shot. Pfizer's doing a booster shot. Moderna's doing a booster shot and everything else. Um, but when when Fauci or anybody else comes out and tells you that it's unvaccinated people that are getting infected with COVID right now, that's not accurate. We could say, and you would be within the ballpark to say about half of the people getting COVID right now are unvaccinated, whereas right around half are vaccinated. But it all depends on the vaccine that they're getting. So, for example, in Massachusetts, perhaps they have 69% of their population being fully vaccinated, getting COVID, maybe the Johnson and Johnson vaccine was really popular in Massachusetts. And that's why that's happening. Maybe it isn't happening in places where Pfizer or Moderna were the predominant vaccines. I don't know because nobody's actually released that data because nobody studied it yet. So it's highly irresponsible for anybody to come out and point the finger to a singular issue and say, that's the reason that we have cases going up because there isn't any data that supports that. When the Wall Street Journal comes out and writes an editorial that is not based in science at all, and an immunologist has to call them out on it and demand a retraction, which he's not getting, by the way. And when the news is running out there going, 99% of new infections are from people who don't have the, the vaccine, that's not accurate. We know that that isn't accurate. 
just from the few states that we have the data from. But we don't have data from the other states. So you can't say that. It's At this point, it's just a fallacy. It's a lie. Maybe it'll end up being true. Maybe it'll end up being true. But I will. I want to say this one thing, too, because there's something else that's been ignored with this whole thing, and I want to bring this up because I'm that guy, right? What if Dr. Fauci is right? What if unvaccinated people are leading the charge for, for COVID cases rising in the United States? Maybe he is. What has happened in the past seven months? Anybody? What's happened in the past seven months? Oh, we've started letting a bunch of illegal immigrants into the country and released them into the United States again. Guess what else we've been finding at the southern border? A crap ton of them have COVID. There's in one sector alone, COVID cases among illegal border crossers are up 900%. That's in the Rio Grande Valley sector. That is according to the chief patrol agent, Brian Hastings. We already know that the Biden administration is putting many of them on buses and shipping them around. We know for the first couple of months that this was happening, that they were not testing people. We have we actually have State Department officials admitting on camera after denying it, finally admitting they did, in fact, release people into the United States without giving them a covid test. So what if Dr. Fauci is right and the rise in cases happen to be in areas where they sent illegal immigrants who might have had covid that they didn't test, which they've admitted they didn't test? We've also seen this before. That happened with the tuberculosis outbreaks under the Obama administration. The tuberculosis outbreaks happened everywhere in the country that they had shipped illegal immigrants. Remember that? Tuberculosis was a dead disease in this country. Nobody had gotten it natively for a long period of time. All of a sudden, it started showing back up again, and it was coming from people who were coming across the southern border. And when the Obama administration put them on buses and sent them across the country, there were tuber- tuberculosis outbreaks right around in those communities. Every single one. We did, we did the map right here on the show. So maybe, maybe Fauci has a point in that it's unvaccinated people, but it does appear to be, maybe there's a link to this. That could explain why people in Martha's Vineyard in Cape Cod have such high rates of COVID with them being stuffy liberals, who I'm sure probably had three or four versions of the vaccine shoved in their veins rather than just the one or two. And perhaps they're, they're being sanctuaries for illegal immigrants. I mean, it's, it's a possibility. Somebody should at least look at it, don't you think? I mean, if this is really a, a huge national security issue like they're talking about, then maybe we need to take a look at this as possibly being one of the sources of COVID spreading in the United States. Maybe it's coming from Central and South America and Mexico. Something to look at. At the very least, it is something to just take a tiny little look at. Coming up, um, why is the CDC getting rid of the PCR test? Have you heard about that yet? We'll talk about that next, 953MNC.com. Wake up with us first thing weekday mornings for your top news, weather, and traffic during Michiana's Morning News on 95.3 MNC, your breaking news and weather station. I just want to remind everybody that the deaths that we have on average per, per day in the United States from COVID 
are the lowest they have been since the very beginning of the pandemic. I just want to remind everybody of that. So while cases are going up, hospitalizations are level, um, but deaths are still the lowest they have been since the very beginning of the pandemic in March. And we all know how fast that hit. You know, you, you basically, you, you got into, when did it really surge here? Hold on a second. So we're at, right now, we're at like March 29th levels. So pandemic hits the U.S. in March. It was the beginning of April that everything spiked. And we are right, the deaths are the lowest they've been. If you go back and you look at the chart, go look at the chart. This is the New York Times' uh, chart that they have. They have a seven-day average, and they have the daily deaths, okay? You can go and you look day by day at all of this, and you can go through the seven-day average. The only time it has been lower was at the beginning of July. <laughs> That's the only time that it's been lower. So, again, please keep this in perspective. I certainly hope that that doesn't change. But all of the information that we have is that the Delta variant is less deadly. So keep that in mind as we go forward. Now, if you've heard the word case-demic, then you know what I'm about to talk about. If you don't know what a case-demic is, the case-demic is what a lot of people called the pandemic because what was happening is there were a lot of false positives with the PCR test. The PCR test is the one where they shove the thing up your nose and they go ahead and and swab you for COVID. It's extremely inaccurate. And as we've highlighted before on this show, numerous um, scientific studies have shown that if you have influenza, and it'll still show you as positive for COVID. Of course, the doctors and, and whoever's testing you has to list you as positive for COVID. Uh, we've talked with doctors about that on the show. It's all crystal clear. Um, there was a point in time where 90% of the people who tested positive for the virus with a PCR test we're not actually carrying the virus. Remember that? We were at a point where new infections, 90% of those new infections, were not carrying active virus that could be passed to another human being. But they were still being tested as positive for COVID. And that's where you started seeing all of a sudden, when the deaths started going down, but the cases were going up, the U.S. news media completely abandoned the death tracking because people were not dying. And so what they had to do is they ramp up fear by highlighting that cases were going up, which is exactly what they're doing right now. Cases are going up. They are. Like 83% of those cases are Delta variant. But deaths are still at the lowest level that they have been since the very start of the pandemic. At no point throughout the pandemic have deaths been this low. That is something you all need to know. But they're not giving you that information. So now the CDC is moving away from the PCR test. I mean, it should have been moved away from the PCR test a long time ago. But the PCR test has been giving false positives throughout the entire pandemic. We don't actually know. Let's be honest. We don't actually know how many Americans have actually had COVID. At this point, it's a guess. Because a lot of people who tested positive don't actually have the virus. Or they tested positive after the virus was already done and over with them, and it was still in their system lingering, but they couldn't actually infect anybody else. So all of our tables of when these infections happen are off, too. So just keep in mind, just track the deaths if you want to, 
so you can actually calm down about all of this because they're trying to scare you to death. We got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. WTRC-FM and HD1, Niles, South Bend, Elkhart. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Your top stories right now.